Life as a woman in the 21st century is challenging. We experience social pressures to have a great job, be the best mom, partner, daughter, and maybe for some, depending on your age, caregivers for your parents. That means we have limited time for self-care. But did you know that taking just 20 minutes of me time three to five times a week will actually make you calmer, centered, and more productive in whatever it is that you need to do? One of the best ways I find my inner calm is to do yoga, of course, but also to learn something new and exciting, to get my mindset away from that monumental to-do list. Life is so serious so much of the time, so it's important to lighten up and take a break from it all. In this podcast, we will be discussing topics that I find fascinating and that help me get into a positive present moment headspace. Appropriately titled Yoga, the Moon, and Me, we will be discussing yoga, of course, but also spirituality, travel, the moon, her energy and her phases, and, well, life. You can find a new podcast here each week, sometimes just me, and sometimes I'll have a partner in crime. I don't take myself too seriously, and I believe that most problems can be solved by a conversation and 60 good minutes on a yoga mat. So from my sacred space to yours, welcome to the Yoga, the Moon, and Me podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Green River Yoga Company. Once upon a time, we were a brick and mortar studio, but now you can find the studio here online. That means you can practice with us anywhere, anytime, no matter where you are in the world. You can even take us on holidays. If you are interested in joining our virtual yoga community, check out the GRYC membership for live and on-demand yoga classes, meditation, higher learning, community, and so much more. Go from struggling to find balance in your life to belonging to a supportive yoga community and having a regular yoga practice that you can be proud of with just a few short clicks. To learn more or to get started, go to www.greenriveryogacompany.com. Hey yogis. So today we are talking about empty nesting with grace and I call this through the power of yoga. Did you ever think about who you'll be once your kids leave the nest and need you a whole lot less? I mean, they always are going to need us, but our day-to-day -day routines will definitely change once everyone's gone. I finally find myself at this, who am I? My kids are all gone crossroads in life. And I have been feeling all of the feels, I'm not going to lie. But I will tell you that my yogi lifestyle has really been helping me through this transition. So let me just give you a little bit of my backstory. So I have two boys, uh, Till, he's 23, and Bjorn, 19. And my youngest has just headed off to university a few weeks ago after taking a COVID gap year, which I totally get and I don't blame him for it. I mean, who wants to start a new life-changing endeavor, like going off to a new city, a new school, a new team, because he plays lacrosse, with the hope of meeting loads of new friends and girls, only to be told to stay in your dorm room and do online classes and to always wear a mask. So 
gap year, totally understood it and consider this my COVID rant over. So uh, working for a year was a great experience for Bjorn as well. And it solidified the fact that he doesn't want to adult just yet. And I don't blame him. I mean, given the choice, I too would hang up that title for a little while if I could. Adulting is sometimes just no fun. My oldest son, Till, he moved in and out and in and out since he started post-secondary five years ago, but he has solidly been out of the nest for a year and a half now. He lives close by with his girlfriend and he's working in a fantastic profession that he loves, so super proud of him. So we, Till Bjorn, myself, we have always been a tight three. We called ourselves when they were younger, we called ourselves the three musketeers. And so their dad and I, we split up when the boys were just six and 10 and he moved to Germany. And since we live in Canada, well, let's just say we didn't share custody or do the every other weekend thing. So it's just been the three of us for a long time. So in all of the ups and downs of parenting, there has always been a film of this time in my life playing in my background. How would I feel when I no longer identified as super mom? What would my days look like when I didn't hear mom at least 57,000 times a day? And I know you're thinking my kids aren't babies, but they are boys and boys are kind of needy. I remember dropping Till off at university and while I still had Bjorn at home, man, that was tough. My first kid that I worked so hard to support and protect, uh, just going out into this crazy world. I think it was like a chink in our armor, the strong three divided. And I remember driving home from dropping him off and of course I waited until Bjorn was asleep in the car. Is that just a boy thing or does every kid just fall asleep after two seconds in the car? But anyways, I waited for him to fall asleep and then I cried the whole way home like it was so hard. I actually couldn't imagine my life without the boys by my side. And I threatened mm, more than once, I think, to just move to university with them. I actually at one point tried to convince Bjorn to go to univers the University of Scotland and I would move there with him. So if you know me at all, you know that my favorite place in the universe is Scotland. But he didn't go for it, and so here we are. So this summer, the big change has been on my mind a lot. I've often wondered if the change is as monumental for couples saying goodbye to their kids, or is it just huge for us single mamas? And not to take anything away from mom and dad teams, I just honestly don't know. I don't, I don't have that experience. My kids have been my number one priority almost every minute of every day for 23 years. And so I had to wonder, how would it be when they don't need me or see me in the morning waking up? Hey, hun, good sleep? Or at night heading to bed? Night, babe. Love you. Then there is this societal pressure to feel horrible when they leave. For the last two months, every single soul I know that knows my youngest is heading off to school has said, oh, mama. How are you doing? You're going to be so sad. You're going to be so lost. Oh my God, you're going to be all alone. And they didn't say that like it was a good thing. So I had to wonder, how is this really going to be? Well, here's the truth. It did feel kind of weird and icky in the weeks leading up to his departure. We were getting the things that he would need for his new home. And that felt so foreign. 
not the helping him part, but the preparing him to live his life without me. But really, isn't that what I've been raising him to do all along? If I stopped making this whole thing about me and my feelings and shifted my awareness to Bjorn, I saw a strong, independent young man getting ready to step into his own freedom and independence to map out his own future and home rather than just live in mine or my shadow. When I stopped thinking about my potential feelings of lack, I could see how absolutely excited he was about taking this huge leap. And I could also see that thanks to my hard parenting, he was ready. So was it hard to drop him off? Absolutely it was. Did I want to have a ball fest? Yep. But I didn't because he's the youngest and he was having a tough time saying that goodbye. So it was my turn to be strong, just like they've been strong for me so many times. I came home that night and I thought, well, I did it. I walked down the hall and I looked in the boys' rooms. Well, I actually turned Bjorn's light off because he left it on. And well, did I feel a pang of loneliness? Only a little one for a second. In yoga, we learn to live in the present moment. We are taught to always let our faith prevail over our fear. And so I thought if there was ever a time to walk my talk, it was right there and then when I shut that light out and said, night buddy, I love you to an empty room. I could choose to stay in the past and be sad for what is no longer there, or I could shift my mind to the present moment and be proud of my accomplishments of Till and Bjorn's successes and the amazing young men that they have become. I could choose to be fearful of being alone, of not identifying any longer as 24-7 on-call mom, or I could have faith that I would find my new path as someone who had done a great job at parenting and now had some time for more me time and new endeavors. I am recording this just shy of three weeks into my new empty nest life. And this is what I know for sure. I miss Bjorn, but we talk or we, talk or we Snapchat, it's a teenager thing, every day. Just a quick proof of life check-in. I am living in the present moment and loving that I have the time to do this. My calendar isn't jam-packed with lacrosse games or band concerts, so I begin to think about the hobbies that I want to embrace again or maybe even start something new. I am trusting that the universe has great things in store for me. And if I'm crying in my pillow, feeling sorry for myself for being a mom with no kids left to consume me, well, I would for sure miss those great things coming my way. So how is empty nest life? It's amazing. I am so happy for my boys and I'm so proud of them. I'm proud of the awesome men they've become, but I'm happy for myself and the time that I can now give back to me after all. Don't we all deserve to focus on ourselves at some point? I know my job as mom will never be over. And I'm sure, well, I'm pretty sure my boys will float in and out of the nest a few more times. But for now, I am living my best life, getting used to the new quiet, the drastic decrease in laundry and the much smaller grocery shops. I'm thinking about starting rock climbing. Hmm. Maybe I'll do a podcast about the successes and failures of a 52-year-old rock climbing newbie. 
Who knows?